0: Welcome to the Energetic Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Lafera, an astrologer, tarot consultant, all-around creative from sunny San Diego, California. And this is the 163rd episode of the podcast, airing November 21st, 2023. Now for our Sagittarius season 2023 episode, in the true style of the season, I decided to venture out and do something different. This podcast is an audio only recording of my first ever live stream I hosted on YouTube on Sunday, November 19th at noon Pacific. In this episode, you'll hear me going solo while I entertain the chat with music, sound effects, silly gifs, and of course, a complete rundown of what Sad Season has in store. I hope you find this alternative format fun and refreshing. I do plan on doing shorter live streams in the future. So if you want to hang out with me live, please come on over to Energetic Principles on YouTube and hit the subscribe button. Now, if you would like to support this program, come on over to my website at energeticprinciples.com where you can book a personal consultation. Uh, And this is the best time of year to get the year ahead because we are almost to 2024 here. Uh, And you can also leave a tip if you just want to contribute a one-time donation. You could also sign up for my monthly transit newsletter, The Heavenly Wind, which comes out once a month and uh, adorns your inbox with all the fun astrology, tarot, and even an animal ambassador. What's not to like about that? It's all right. Well, who is ready to hear all about Sag season 2023? Here we go. Now let's meet our guest, me. Me. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Energetic Principles podcast. Here today is me, Melissa Lafera, on my first live stream that I have never done before. So uh, I'm a little nervous, a little nervous, to be honest. So I'm hoping that this stream here today is helpful because I know that some people are going to be watching me live. Some people are going to be watching the replay afterwards. Some people are going to be listening to this in podcast form, which is going to be interesting. So we'll see how that uh, plays out. But I guess I will give myself a round of applause since I am today's guest. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. (laughs) Glad to be here all right so oh hi bonnie hi like okay so i'm trying to get a grip on this chat thing Uh, i'm doing it through something that's called obs i don't know if any of you have ever heard about this before it's the it's the main streaming platform that people use on youtube and twitch all the gamers out there all the gamers got that obs going on uh so i'm trying to do it all within this so hopefully i'll be able to see the chat okay so All right. Big Steph. Big Steph's always coming in and giving me some feedback on the, uh, on the broadcast. And I'm always appreciative of that. Oh, Kiki's here too. Love Kiki. 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 My best, my my besties for the longest, just my spiritual gal pal. It's funny how we meet people in life that, um, Take take us to the next stage, you know, when you meet that special person and it could be a mentor, could be a friend that is just aligned with you to go to, you know, the next journey of your life, which is essentially what we're going to be talking about here today. Right, because this is a Sagittarius live stream because Sagittarius season is coming up here November 22nd, 2023, and uh, this is going to be a big change from obviously the Scorpio energy that we just experienced and the Libra season, right? We've been through some, we've been through it. I mean, how many of you, how many of you feel like you've been through it? I have totally been through it. Um, but that's the beauty of Sagittarius season is that, you know, this is Jupiter season and One of the, it's funny, my partner made a little background music for me here, which maybe I'll put on here in a second. Uh, But I had a song that just kind of came up when I was thinking about Sagittarius season and it was all Sagittarius season is the one and only reason we move on in life searching for experience. And so that's essentially what Sagittarius is, is it is all about what is next. What are we going to experience? Um, So now I'm going to put on, I'm just going to put on Jay's background music. Let me know what you think. Oh, yeah. So we're just going to take it down a notch. (laughs) He made this music for me the other day because I was like, you know, I don't have time to put it together. Can you, can you slap something together for me? And so he, he made this and. I started speaking over it and I have that lower, you know, Scorpio rising voice and he was listening to it and he's like, it kind of sounds like a, a sex hotline. <laughs> so it is still Scorpio season right now. So if you're getting that vibe, there we go. So let's talk about what is going to happen during Sagittarius season. Just the overview, because that's usually how we start the podcast here is this is mutable fire this is the mutable fire season this is jupiter's season we've got jupiter hanging out in taurus uh still retrograde so that's gonna flavor you know the whole vibe of sag season here and we also have guess who's going retrograde we have mercury Mercury's going retrograde during Sagittarius season. So that is a big factor that we'll be talking about here today. Uh, Also, Neptune is stationing direct. And Neptune definitely has a story to play in this Sag season. So we'll talk about that. We also have a score. We're under a Scorpio new moon cycle, right? What it's. Yeah. Big step just said it's been heavy (laughs) to say the least. Right. That's uh. Yeah, it has been heavy. Scorpio, new moon cycle we're under. This is opposite Uranus. This was the sun, moon, and Mars all conjunct right before the synodic cycle turned over with the sun and Mars. And that's big news, that's huge news. Everybody's having a, having a moment with their soul. <laughs> what am I doing? Where am I going? How do I feel about this? What doesn't work? What is composting? What do I feel inspired to do next? What if I don't feel that inspiration? I'm still figuring it out, but I know that this isn't it. You know, these are all things that could be going on right now, but that's the beauty of Sagittarius season, right? We are going into the land of experience. What am I doing next? What can I, you know, get my hands in to kind of get a feel around? Because that's the beauty of this sign is that it's it plays. You know, it's it's a transitionary sign. It's a fire sign. So it wants to be in the moment wants to be in the now. And so we're going to be in the now, we're going to be playing and we're going to be experiencing. We're going to see what turns out without attachment, because that is a part of it, right? We just have to experience life and see where it takes us. Just like me here today, I am wearing a pair of pants that I bought that I have not taken the tags off of because they were a little tight. So I want to sit in them. <laughs> I want to experience them right now <laughs> and uh, you know try before you buy i feel like that's sad just sad energy <laughs> there so all right well what else is going on we're going to have a full moon in gemini which we're going to talk about straight out the gate here uh we also are going to have mutable quarters and uh, before we get to a new moon in sag and you know mutable quarters this is all about transition life is you know it's like the train track it's one's going this way one's going that way and we just kind of chip 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 choop. and life life moves life transitions and so that is the energy that we're in right now too we also got venus moving through libra and then moving through scorpio during sag season and we have mars going to leave it's a uh, nighttime domicile of scorpio and move into sag so, it's it's a lot. Ah, sparkles. He's here for the hotline. Yeah, I'm like, what would you like to talk about today? What's on your mind? <laughs> oh my goodness. So, well, that kind of overlooks everything. So we really can start getting into it. Oh, big step likes the groove. Yeah, I'll tell I'll tell him that he's uh he got right on it. He just got. He's like. It was late at night maybe that's why it's like that sex hotline it was like midnight midnight putting together the groove for the live stream <laughs> oh my gosh so that's the beauty of this live stream I gotta I gotta hand it to uh old sparkles of gold over there my good friend Nicholas Polymenakos. you know it's uh he's been live streaming live streaming like a pro this man's becoming a guru of the live stream I'm like I, I watch and I'm like Are you talking to me? You talking to me? You are talking to me, aren't you? No, he's talking to everybody else, but he's talking to me too. And so it's exciting to add music and little kitschy things, which I'll, uh, you know, I'll have a little bit of us throughout the stream, so. But the main goal is I need to make this to where it's good for the listeners who are watching, but also good for the listeners who are watching or listening to the podcast. Because most of my audience is actually audio, right? It's easy to listen to uh, podcasts when you're working or you're gardening like I do. (laughs) So hopefully this will translate for everyone. But we are going to move on. We'll have to say bye to the music. Bye hotline music. You've been good to us. <laughs> so let's cruise on over to our chart action and see what's going on in the skies, because this is the fun part, right? We are going to do our play by play. And so I have put together, I thought, you know, since we're having fun on the stream here, I put together um, a few indicators of maybe if, if I remember to do this, right? You know, this is <laughs> a lot of things going on. Um I got a few indicators of different like transits, you know, what, what about the vibes? How do we get the vibes from these transits? Here we see our Sag, uh, ingress here, November 22nd, 2023 at 6.02 AM here in San Diego, California. Um, big stuff. Yeah. Ta- the tags aren't itchy. I'm okay. That's actually, you know, they got the tags in the right place and they're stretching out. I think these might be my pants. I think they just might be my pants. (laughs) So I put together a couple little indicators of potential transit vibes. So first we got, first we got Vibe Cat. We got Vibe Cat here. You might be familiar with Vibe Cat. When the mood is right and you're feeling it. This is, this is the cat. This is the cat right here. You know, sometimes like life is a little bit confusing or you're like, what is happening? What is going on? That's where we got Blinky Dog. Linky dog is like, what is? What are the planets doing? What are they giving me? How do I move through this? We got the, you know, even when life's confusing or things happen, we got, you know, the sun always comes out. We got the sun, soaking up the sun. We got the sun rays. I uh, things, Bonnie. Nice effects. Hey, Helen. All right, puppies and kitty. Who doesn't love puppies and kitties? Uh, I'm all about this one. I'm calling this the worm slap. This could be a snake. I'm kind of like in the worm. But you know, the kid the kids these days, they say it slaps. That slaps. So if we think of that a transit, it's gonna slap. <laughs> we got worm slap going on here. And of course, you can't really get away from the thunder. You know, that's when. That's when things are a little challenging here and the old thundercloud might come out. So so that's who we're working with here today. But most of all, we, you know, your opinion matters. I want to know what you think. So the people here that are joining me in this first live stream in the chat, thank you for being here with me. That's great. I'm very honored that you want to spend your Sunday (laughs) afternoon with me for a short period of time. But I also want to know what you think about the transits as I'm talking about them um, to prompt because you are my guests today and I love guests. I love talking to people. So, um, oh, (laughs) Jay coming in. They love your song, Jay. Everybody was about the hotline. So, all right, well, let's get into the actual delineation of these transits. So sad season. I mean, one of the things right away. You notice if you look, the sun, the second it moves into Sagittarius, now that Saturn has gone direct in Pisces at zero degrees, zero degrees mutable signs, we have immediate squares happening to any planet that goes into Sag. So we have the sun, first thing, you know. That's so that's an interesting. Let's think about that. Let's think about that for a second. It's an interesting, interesting. Don't you love that word? It's interesting. Well, What does that mean? <laughs> well, it is interesting because on the start of Sag season, we basically have a moon just coming off of Neptune, but also trining Mars, which is a lovely entry in many regards because of the sun synodic cycle that just happened in a trying to Neptune. We just had that here on Friday, the 17th. I don't know how y'all were feeling about that. I'd be curious, put in the chat if you, what you felt was changing over for you there. But there was that, this is that first sort of hit of Neptune that's coming in. That's gonna be a theme of Sag season is these Neptunian vibes. And we think about Neptune. We think about the dream, the vision. We think about confusion. We think about disillusion. We think about glamor and spectacle. We think about just water in general and the seas. Uh, and what erodes and what might be an illusion or a fantasy, but what can be imagineered into life because we are uh, connected to what we envision. Our whole reality is is based on what we envision in many respects. And I'm gonna get into that a little bit later here when we start to think about um, the full moon coming up. But that being said, back to the start of Sag season. And so we have this disorienting, but also motivated moment, you know, where we're attached to the dream. The dream is here. But how do we realize the dream? And that is where the sun Saturn effect comes in, because a square to Saturn, this is when any square is essentially when a road, you know, the path breaks off. You're going to go that way. You're going to go that way. What way are you going to go? Luckily, the sun is giving us that awareness, right? And I I kind of... So there's, it's fascinating to think about Mars's position in relation to the sun now, right? Because it's rising before the sun. So now it's considered a morning star planet or in uh, you know ancient o- astrology, they'd call that the, an oriental planet. And so it actually makes it more of a... We have an interesting Mars because it is going to still be under the beams of the sun until January, like mid-January. So... And it's not out of combustion, I don't think, until maybe around Christmas time, somewhere around there. But it's still riding close to the sun. Uh, but the sun is, it, well, in that being said, it rises before. So what that means is where we were in this, motiva- like the motivational energy and the mission was dying down and it was composting. And, you know, we're feeling this kind of balsamic phase with our energy Now that it's changed over and it's a morning star, Mars is, is popping. If any, you know, this is where it starts to collect energy. It's more outgoing. Uh, It is more extroverted in a sense, and it's more hot and dry. And so there's sort of like this popping off energy that can come up with Mars now in a morning star phase. And especially once it moves into Sagittarius, because that's what we have to think about in these first few days of Sagittarius season. We have Mars moving in to um, Sagittarius on Friday, the 24th, and it gets that immediate square with Saturn as well. So first, the sun's going to make us aware of what the obstacle is or what the long-term reality is or where we have to do the hard thing or have to buck up and deal with certain things that might feel limiting or difficult, but also where we tap into our sense of fortitude to make a transition, right? You know, Saturn is the bones of our body. This is what holds us up. If we didn't have Saturn, we'd all be like these like these jellyfish. We'd like be these goopy slime balls <laughs> like running around. So Saturn definitely has its purpose, but it's not always fun when we're going through it, right? And especially when Mars, because Mars and Saturn have a very intimate relationship when it comes to what we get done in life right and we uh, thunder yes thank you thank you bonnie <laughs> or no lisa lisa said thunder all right hold on hold on yes see you know there's a lot going on a lot going on this can be a little bit of a thundercloud at first there's a little thundercloud i love how the thundercloud is actually obscuring the sun and mars at the <laughs> at the on this um the chart. So yes, thunder moment. But you know, I think when we're out on the other side of it, this is where this is where we're soaking soaking up the sunstra. Because we have to go through the tension and the the obstacle and the difficulty to know what we're, to to have that sense of awareness, right? Because the Sagittarius, Sagittarius energy is all about understanding, right? That the experience to understand, we have to go, we have to encounter it so that we can synthesize it and come to some sort of understanding or belief or, yeah, yeah, it's just to, to know what we're working with, but we don't know what we're working with until we encounter it. So if you have a little thunderstorms, you have a moment with yourself, Saturn's coming up. Saturn does feel very thundercloud, right? And Pisces too. We just got to get through that. But what in a grander scale, this can, uh, can if we want to really pull it back since we've been talking about uh, Mars cycles, Mars-Sun cycles, is that this is a closing square to Saturn, Right? So we got to think about when there when Mars's mission was Saturn, you know, when when that was started. And that was in April of 2022. I don't know if everybody anybody remembers back then when we uh had a it was a party between Venus, Mars and Saturn all in Aquarius. That was the start of this cycle with Mars, the cy- the cycle that is this where we place our motivation in with a long-term plan, in uh, a, a structure, and what we're putting effort for. Um, yes, so come on back. Think about m- what might have been uh, going on for you during during that time, and how the turning point of of now, how that relates to where you're feeling that pressure to move on and do the next thing so let me get back to uh yeah there we go there we go oh yeah so Hmm. hmm, 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 hmm. so you know what else is happening here look at old mercury hanging out 21 degrees Sag, I think it's going to be 22 if I do believe. So Saturday, once we go through that moment with the sun and Mars and Saturn, I don't know why I just thought of the come to Jesus moment, (laughs) Um, maybe with ourselves, but Mercury is entering its shadow. Right here. And this is important to think about because what is happening in this sphere of time for the weekend of November 25th is we got Mercury in a shadow. Um, I feel like I just got to throw some confused dog. I feel like this is this is going to be a theme. Confused dog is going to be a theme for this weekend into but not in a bad way. I don't want to say like because confu- confusion has its purpose. Like uncertainty gives us doubt. But it also gives us promise, because if we don't know, then we don't know, and that can be actually a beautiful thing. So I'm just gonna enter Blinky Dog. Blinky Dog, will come back. Um. So, uh, Andrea, I don't know during what time. I'm not sure what uh what time of what you're referencing there. But yeah, t- drop it in the chat, and I'll I'll let you know. But. <laughs> uh so mercury in its shadow phase so this is our like precursor right we're gonna dance back over these degrees that's the whole purpose of a shadow phase with well any planet retrograde but especially we hear it the most with mercury because we are going to revisit these degrees again and mercury is all about perception right so what is what are we perceiving at this moment what do we need to understand what are we going to go back over you know mercury is in sagittarius which mercury doesn't get the best rap in sagittarius because this is its sign of detriment um and detriment is you know debilitated planets are not a bad thing if you uh i taught a whole course on rulership and dignity i I believe bonnie was in that course hanging out with me and it's it's not a bad thing but it just doesn't operate the same way right think about mercury mercury is all about selecting you know, it's going to look at something and it can piece out and it can be like that, 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 that. Yes. Sag is like, oh, it's a whole enchilada. <laughs> it's, it's, it's everything. It's the the bigger picture. It's which is great. But sometimes we can miss the details there, too. So there is this sense of big picture view overall. Just 100 percent big picture view is coming up here. And we're, we're going to sit with that, but we have to realize back to this uncertainty uh, that there is things that we don't know and we got to be able to sit with that. So I'm just going to go ahead and move on towards the, the next big event, which is going to be this full moon in Gemini on Monday, November 27th. It's going to happen at 1 a.m pacific so right when we're sleeping there which is always fun when we have what i don't know if you ever noticed when we have mercury transits or mars transits especially from the moon um, it's hard to sleep sometimes it's like difficult to sleep so we got this full moon and this full moon is fascinating to me i want to just gonna, let's get confused dog back up here because you know obviously a gemini full moon we want to know what mercury doing we just Uh, figured out that it's going to be in shadow phase but who is it in exact square to exact I mean same day Neptune and so that I mean that makes for very interesting back to my generalized word here very interesting transits So let's think about that. Let's go back to Chains of Command and the uh, the theories of the course that I talked, right? Because we do have this Mercury-Neptune vibe going on, and I have some theories about that, which I'm going to share here in a second. And we got to follow the chain, right? Because where is this chain leading as far as rulership's concerned? You know, we do have this Sag Sun being uh, ruled by this Jupiter in in Taurus, who's retrograde. And I really didn't do a treatment on Jupiter and Taurus and just thinking about that. So I might, might want to pull out a little bit for a hot second. We're deviating. This is what mutable signs do. We're deviating. So Jupiter, Jupiter in Taurus, retrograde. I mean... There's So there's a different quality to this Sag season overall. If we think about still Jupiter being retrograde in the internalized energy that's happening over growth and expansion and just the, the wisdom centers of, of ourself and what we're learning and the knowledge that we're gaining. And Taurus does move at a slower pace, right? So there is this sense of moving forward in life is not just jet propelling uh to the next thing this takes patience this takes uh purpose This takes p- integration so there's there's this point of integration and embodiment you know we think about taurus and, and earth being the sense of embodiment that we're moving at this slow pace we're still internalizing what's that what that growth story looks like what that quest looks like what we want to experience next how do we get there how do we start to take these visions that are probably going to come up during the the gemini full moon there and all this neptune activity and how do we make them reality how do we push forward uh in in the physical space now jupiter is not going to go direct until december 30th at the end of this year so keep that in mind as far as preparation for movement forward but now let's go back to our chain of command right because jupiter is looking to venus and we have venus over here in libra in in look at her she's about she's she's headed to some pardon my French, some shit. (laughs) It's not necessarily a bad thing, uh, but she is getting really close to to this South Node and will go on to make the same planetary connections that Mars and the Sun and Mercury did earlier where there's this connection to the South Node, there's these squares to Pluto and then the movement into Scorpio. So thinking about this relational dynamic and our sense of balance and wholeness and the the beauty that we want to create in the world or or making peace with the world when it's not beautiful and it's not perfect and it's not ideal cuz lord knows we are not living in that world so how do we how do we bridge the gap to of understanding of knowing that we don't live in that world when we're in this place of ideals right now And we look around us and it is frustrating. It's difficult. It's not fair. I mean, that's a big Libra thing. It's not fair. I mean, we obviously know what's going on over uh, in, in the Middle East and how unfair that situation is to many groups of people for various reasons. But how do we make peace with that? How do we reconcile that? You know, so there's this part of us that is going to be unsettled with the South node and Venus there. Um, but we, how do we get us back to balance? Right. We can't be drained down into the South node. We want to stay with our vision. We want to stay with our, uh, the, the ideal because the ideal is not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, that's what makes the world a better place. That's what gets us to where we want to be in life is we have to follow our some sense of ideals, right? So, okay, back to my theory. And so basically sum that all up all the planets because Venus is the only one in its own sign for the most part, you know, this, uh, what do we got here? The moon looks to Mercury who looks to Jupiter who looks to Venus. So it's all kind of coming back to Venus here. Now, I had this theory, and I wrote about this in my newsletter, and some of you might have read it if you are subscribed to The Heavenly Wind. And if you're not, come on over to energeticprinciples.com and sign sign up, sign up. So I had this theory about observer effects and how this full moon is going to play into that idea of the, the quantum physics of us as observers to reality. And the uncertainty of reality and then how we observe it and take it in is essentially what moves the particles of form to create what it is that we observe. Kind of like that old (laughs) saying, you know, if a tree falls in the, the forest, did anybody, you know, did anybody hear it? Did it really even happen? Well, who knows? So as we get to this place of, you know, a mercurial full moon with mercury squaring neptune what is reality what is is that we are observing can we uh, change what we observe think about the idea of like timeline jumping which has become popular in uh in oh maybe just in my feed i don't know about your feed uh so how can we switch the way we observe And to create a different reality based on what that perception looks like. And it sounds very cliche, but it's very potent when you think about it. And I had drawn a card. I brought some cards. I'm going to draw them uh, on the fly here. but I I drew this beforehand, and so I'm not going to draw this one again because I think it's very potent, is that I drew the star card for this full moon in gemini and it feel you know this is the inspiration this is the hope this is the the vision this thing that you see off in the distance that's not here today but you have to have the idealism uh and the wishful thinking to be able to make it a reality by having your mindset on it and so i thought that was a very potent card to come up here um I am using the Asherah tarot here today. I know I should be using the tarot of her, but my (laughs) my dummy deck is getting a little worn. uh, So we are just going to put that on the back burner until I get our legit decks that we are making. So Lisa says, Lisa, how will Jupiter and Uranus be affected by the ruler Venus on the south node? Uh, well, so that's just interesting to think about with this, the Jupiter aspect of, well, Uranus quite, Uranus is not quite in this full moon as much as obviously Jupiter is, but we are bridging the gap from Jupiter to Uranus. And I think that's a very important thing just to, um, state with the quality of this period of time right now is that everything that was switching during the Libra season eclipses and the change of direction uh, and mission that we're feeling in Scorpio, it facilitates a much bigger shift that's happening in April when we do have Jupiter and Uranus come together in a conjunction around the same time or not too long after when we have another solar eclipse in Aries. So anything that's really Jupiter involved or Uranus involved or bridging the gap between the two, it's pointing to the space and time that is coming during the spring. So keep that in mind. But really, if we want to come back to the very simple and basics of it with thinking about Taurus being this place of manifestation and how we are uh, receiving the natural world and what it is we are attracted to in a very um, in a very sensual state, right? Taurus is just, it's about the five senses. It's about what we feel is, is right. You know, what feels right to grow into. And if the, there's these dynamics that are off kilter, you know, Venus is about balance. It's about value. It's about, um, you know, the, the attraction level of what, what we feel called to, If that is not lining up or out of alignment or feel like it's being drained in some way through other people, through commitments, through people pleasing, you know, that's been something that's come up a lot. We can't get to that manifestation form. We can't get to that the mission that is going to proceed with Jupiter going direct at the beginning of the year until we wade through what is not lining up. Um, what is not, what values, I think values are a very big piece here. So if we have this dream and we want to push forward and we're still integrating on that, then how is this relational component? How is this value component? How is this, um, socialized component and this justice component factoring into that being able to happen? So that, so I hope that answers your question, Lisa. Uh, let's let us move on. There's so many things to talk about here, and so I think this is going to be a very interesting uh, full moon. It's going. It, I just be careful on the roads. <laughs> be careful with more like mechanical type of things, right? Because all of a sudden you can just you be just blinking at it and it can shape shift. It has a shape shifting quality where you're like, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Not in an Iranian way, but just like a, you know, it's like almost like a psychedelic way. It feels like. So. All right. So basically what happens next is Venus is going to go on to do what we were just talking about here. So we kind of already covered this venus conjuncting the south node and then squaring pluto and then she's going to move into scorpio so this is so we start the week of the 27th with this full moon right what a way what a way to start monday and the venus component is going to be in the air the entire week right Uh, As it gets to the south node placement, which is going to be on Wednesday, Wednesday, uh, the 29th. And then she'll go on to square Pluto later that weekend. So we're going to feel Venus-Pluto action the weekend of December 1st, 2nd, 3rd. And then she will eventually move into Scorpio there the following week um on december probably december 4th december 5th somewhere in there but let's let's back that up let's back that up to venus on that south node and getting ready to square pluto so let's like okay let's see what kind of what's I'm trying to think of, <laughs> I, I need a different, uh, I do need a different emoji for, for this one. Anybody have any thoughts here? I feel like, I don't know, Confused, confused dog doesn't really work. It's almost like, I didn't share this one, but it's almost a little crying cloud. It's almost a little crying cloud there. Only because certain aspects, and some people are more sensitive to this than others. Some people are fine when interpersonal dynamics are a little rough and they just go about their business and maybe they're more Martian oriented and they're like, I, you know, I can't deal with you anyways. I was, I was doing this, but some people like my Libra moon partner has the, a difficult time when there is difficulty with relating or feeling off balance or, um. Yeah, just these relational components, and we're always relating to something. If we think about that pod, I did a podcast with. Um, oh my gosh, uh, Michael J. Morris. We talked about relating. All the planets are relating. We're constantly relating to life and the planets. You know, this is this is essentially what Venus conjunct the South Node is. It's like whatever you relate to, you know, this is going through changes. This is so it's going to be a little crunchy. When it comes to relational aspects, especially as we get to um, right there on December Friday, December the first, we have that that Cancer Moon. I'm just gonna go ahead and I'm just gonna go ahead and put a little thundercloud, <laughs> put a little thundercloud on on Friday, December first. There, so this could be a little bit of a an emotional. Uh, scenario coming up with venus squaring the pluto and then the moon performing a t-square with that so um be just know you might be more sensitive to interpersonal dynamics to uh to the injustices of the world right pluto at the end of of capricorn We are feeling it all over the place. Like it is, you know, we always hear the term the late stage capitalism. (laughs) Um, We are feeling that. And there's going to be things that could happen. You know, maybe there are some sort of like casualties that happen to uh, younger folks or or things that um, hit home. I'm saying that in a very loose sense, but you think about the cancer moon, like there's this sense of something can hit home in a way that could be very disturbing as Pluto can be, but how do we come back into our balance? How do we level out? How do we still be able to come to uh, agreement or working with, you know, if it's on a personal level, being able to be that that the bigger person to find the compromise that Venus and Libra can bring. So do know that this is going to be a defining moment, uh, especially since she's about to move out of Libra into Scorpio. So she's going to lose a little bit of dignity, right? <laughs> Venus is losing some dignity, but... You know, it's not always about relating to the other person and being the people pleaser and being, you know, acquiescing to things and making playing nice and making sure uh, everything is, you know, kosher. There is this dynamic where she is going to get <laughs> worked by Pluto and then she's going to go in Scorpio. And that is a different that is a different Venus altogether, right? She, I feel like she's kind of like, you know, she's not in her best place there, but it has a worm slap feel into it because she's going to have gone through some things where she's like, oh, you want to play that game? Okay, here we go. This is, this is what's going on now. And I'm going to, I'm going to call it. So I kind of like Venus moving into Scorpio, to be honest, it's. There's a realness, there's a rawness, but there's also just because of Mars's relationship with the sun right now and still in combustion, the, that rawness that I speak of, like there is a chance, especially in interpersonal dynamics for things to get pretty riled up, um, which is not necessarily a bad thing because if there's stuff that needs to change in relational dynamics uh, and rather than going along with status quo or making sure, you know, nobody's rocking the boat, this is going to, this is going to shake that up and, uh, and get that moving. So I think that is a positive thing that comes out of it. And what's nice about this is that during this whole time we have um, Mercury because Mercury is doing things too, right? Mercury moves into Capricorn on December 1st, and it's going to make that connection with Saturn as well. So Mercury is going to sextile Saturn while we're going through all this Venus stuff, right? So if anything, our head is in a more practical, straightforward, uh, you know, what's the realism? Let's look at this realistically. Let's be down to earth. So it's not like we it's not like we can't work with what's going on um because we're in a realistic state of mind and so rather than just kind of succumbing to the difficulty of what venus might be feeling uh and mars being in this sort of testy space where it can is blindsided by the sun at least our heads are in a spot that are more down to earth uh and willing to work through difficulties or the obstacle or willing to look at things in a realistic sense that helps the energy move on or helps us to release and let go of scenarios that are out of balance or values that don't align with the vision, right? We're still really attuned to the vision because it's Sagittarius season, number one. So keep that in mind. So, all right, well, Hopefully all y'all are following along with me here. It's so interesting just to talk to myself and <laughs> all right. So, so the next thing that happens is we have this last quarter moon in Virgo, um, around the time, let's get, so let's get our last quarter moon in Virgo here. Uh, sort of around December 4th, December 4th, uh, December 4th, December 5th. So here we have, Last quarter in Virgo to me is always like, yeah, life is moving forward. But what what's all the bits and pieces of of the physical world and our reality and all these projects and all these uh, to dos that are on the on that are could be over you know past due in a sense. But we're picking up the pieces of life, I guess is what I can say here. Uh, and so that is the start, basically of December fourth is. The week of December 4th on that Monday is we're getting this Virgo energy and we are ready to uh, TCB, I guess we could say. Um, I'm going to give this a vibe cat. Actually, I'm going to vibe cat with this because some good Virgo energy, even if it we're pushed to do, you know, to do it. Mercury is sextiling Saturn right now. We know what we need to do. We got Venus. Venus is also trining saturn and so she's she's cooled her jets she's passionate she's purposeful she's connected with with the mission and the soul but she's also aligned with okay yeah well what you know what do we what do we got to do to make this work what do how do how can we communicate in a way that is um in service to the direction that we're going in the long-term mission rather than just kind of being in the moment and not thinking ahead. There is this um, sort of mitigating factor of potentially hot and fiery energy that brings it all down to earth so we can take the inspiration, we can take the passion, we can take the motivation to transition and move on, but do all the things that are needed of us in a physical space to do that. So I'm giving that a vibe cat, actually. That's what that's what's going on there. So big stuff. She, you like Venus and Scorpio too. Yeah. That long trek through Virgo. The, yeah, tell me about it. The energy just felt constipated to me. It did feel a little constipated. I feel like I might've been a little constipated, you know, TMI, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, her, her journey through Virgo did did definitely feel that And we got all the eclipses all the eclipses happened through that energy so it's she's out of virgo but we still have that energetic time stamp of what she was doing there and maybe that's actually a great point steph is that every time we're gonna have the moon kind of come through virgo and then libra as well it, it it picks up these ghost spots of the zodiac right when we have Things like synodic cycles start over, or we have eclipses in pr- like primary spaces that energy is stamped in time. You know, the moon delivers that energy back to us in a somatic way. So that's something just to think about, uh, especially during this time as we get to this last quarter, this final push. But also, it puts us—you know—we're going to go into the balsamic phase here soon enough, and so we're going to have time to process all this. But but I like that. So I am the cosmos, degrees Scorpion. Scorpio and Capricorn together are powerhouse and can be trusted to get shit done. Amen to that, says the Scorpio rising with a Capricorn moon. It's right. You just gotta, you gotta just get in there and do it. That's And that's another thing I like about Venus in Scorpio too. Just Scorpio energy, there's power here. Capricorn, there's power too, but the, the, there's different dynamics of power. There's different levels to which that that pops off with the power energy one comes from like a soulful like emotional like you know just that deep well the deep well of power another one's with the power of like the manipulator of the material world so actually you know what i'm gonna pull a card for this since we are in the zone for the beginning of this week and we got that last quarter maybe i'll just pull cards for the quarters and see what comes up so all right so last quarter in virgo venus trining uh saturn that mercury now in now in capricorn getting ready getting ready to go retrograde what do we got here this time Mm -mm -mm. oh i like this we got the ace of swords the card of invoked force And so talk about like stepping up to the plate and like accepting a challenge or having to get things done and um, just having like the motivation and the clarity. So that's an interesting part, right? Because this is the last quarter in Virgo. So Mercury, Mercury is a big component of this, right? And so Mercury uh, in Capricorn, having come off a sextile with Saturn is a very different Mercury than Mercury having squared Neptune. Uh, on the full moon in Gemini, another Gem- or another Mercury-ruled um, lunar phase. So, the clarity is coming back. We know what we're doing. We're ready to tackle the business. I like this. I like this a lot. All right. Oh, but you know what's also happening? Because the universe never stops. <laughs> the universe never stops. This... And maybe this is actually where the clarity is also coming in, too. December 6th, Wednesday, Neptune is stationing direct. And so, I mean, Neptune. I, like, I love to associate Neptune with the fantasy, with the dream, with the vision, with the soul. Obviously, it it has a whole other thing going on. It's a very complicated planet. Like if there's a if you're if someone was like, Mel, what is the most. Uh, varied and complex planet that's out there, I would say it's Neptune because it just has so many variations to it because it does bring up things like grief and loss and er- erosion. Uh, and I, I talked about this before with Neptune, but Neptune is stationing direct. And so I feel like this is a prime time to really get into the ideals once again and the the vision and the dream and how do we start to make that a reality? What has to be let go and released and sacrificed for that? You know, that's the thing with Neptune, too, is it's like, it's like, OK, you can have you can have that beautiful vision that you're looking at, but you can't have it all. Right. You got to let go of this. You got to let go of that person. You got to go let go of that job. You got to. You know, sometimes we lose things that seem absolutely horrible, like just to use an example. And I don't even know if Neptune was involved in this, but just coming to mind, like a good friend of mine who had a uh, uh, a, a dog that she just loved. I mean, she loved this dog. 16 years old. It was her heart, her soul. But it required a lot of care. It required a lot of sacrifice. It required a lot of... um uh, Just a lot of her not being able to do kind of maybe the more spontaneous, spontaneous things she wanted to do and to go journey and and, uh, you know, go on vacations, just simple things like that. And when that dog passed, it was obviously incredibly. Incredible grief for her and it will probably still be for her entire life, right? You know, there's there's certain griefs that don't ever go away. We can accept them and make peace with them and even find that happy place of them and what was lost but it's just there right but dog passes now her and her partner are constantly going on vacations and outings and and just life is life is different life gets back to the ideal but you have to make the trade um so there's something to be said about uh, i guess we could say kind of making the trade with neptune going direct and Neptune's going to neptune's role isn't over here so Put Neptune on ice for now, but just know there's going to be that kind of sea. Of, big Steph says sea of delusion. Yeah, Steph. Neptune on a collective level—that is, it's true. Well, and that's something to think about here too. With Neptune being a lot of times you find Neptune in in war because Neptune has to do with you know subversive tactics. Like you don't want to see your enemy coming. Like you're you're planning behind the scenes. Uh, so. There can be things that could come out around this early part of December, December 6th, where, especially since Mars actions are all ob- obscured with it being combust the sun, that can have that sort of subversive tactic or where there's, you know, sneak attacks that that happen too. I mean, if you think about just back to the Ace of Swords. I mean, that's a very, actually, if you think about raising your sword, that's kind of a volatile uh, vibe on another level. There's many ways you can read a card, but so we're going to put Neptune on ice a little bit there, but just know that is turning direct then. Uh, and so what else is going on that week? Well, we have the sun. The sun is getting to mid Sagittarius, right? We're almost in the middle of the transit and it's going to be in a trine with Chiron, which I always find is beneficial for you know kind of working through working through our triggers working through uh those wounded parts of ourselves working through maybe working through especially with chiron in aries what it is that we are being asked to step up into and assert ourselves in some way uh in order to move forward and to experience this next level of, uh, the quest or the journey that we're going through. And so it can be a little like, uh, you know, a little irritating or a little irksome or a little, uh, just something can be difficult where you got to work through your own BS. Right. But the sun's like, no, you got this. You're, you're aware that there's much more. You're aware of what's on ho- the horizon, how your life is expanding and, and you can do this. And why I think that is double down the case is that Mercury at the same time is also, uh, trining Jupiter. So we're in this, we're in this expansive mode and in an expansive mode that is very practical, right? This is not like sugar plum fairies dancing through our head. It's like, Oh no, I have to move this money around to do this. And I have to uh, sell this, uh, you know, get rid of this property in order to bring this in, or I want to save for this so that I can then manifest this. You know, it's like these real world tactical strategies that our our heads are in, but we need the inspiration and we need to work through like the, the motivating factors (laughs) that allow us to uh, make those you know, real world moves, <coughs> excuse me. I'm going to take a sip of water and we're going to move on here. Now what to keep in mind, Mercury trying Jupiter is this is the first pass. So there is going to be, there's going to be another, uh, with the Mercury retrograde, there's going to be three passes of a trying to, to Jupiter mercury is going to do three passes with the sextile to saturn and then mercury i should have said this back in the full moon the full moon in gemini that that mercury square to neptune was the first of three so there's a lot of foreshadowing around the the neptune saturn jupiter sort of energy the dream to the reality to the actual like expansion and the moves uh that will be made so all right well this is leading us to actually venus venus is going to have her own uh opposition energy with jupiter too so we're kind of getting a little little double down little double down with jupiter action at this time during the the week of the fourth december 4th so Venus is gonna oppose Jupiter on December 9th. And then she's gonna sextile Mercury um, around that same time. Which I think is a very oh, I need a who's this gonna be? I feel like this is very um, I feel like this is very vibe cat. I forgot about my little, my little cutesy animals. This is very vibe cat to me because uh, we got the two benefics coming together in opposition, where there is that tension. But there's also that bird's eye view. You know how do how do we relationally meet in order to move forward and manifest what we want to make in this world? You know what what's the uh, what's the quality of embodiment? It feels like a very sexual transit to me, too, um, if we need to come together bodily with other people that it, it has that vibe, you know, because Venus, she's a little steamy in Scorpio. She's a little ske- steamy, schemy. She's a little schemy too. <laughs> Pun intended. So there is this chance for relationships uh, to come together uh, on a practical level and also to be on par with values. And be motivated by what, what actually you you value and you want to move towards and to discard the things. Maybe from a belief standpoint, right? We got to bring in Jupiter with the idea of beliefs and Sagittarius is the zone of belief. One of the zones of belief, at least. And so how do we reconcile more stagnant or stuck beliefs to be able to move forward in relationships, to be able to move forward, uh, towards what it is we desire or that we're attracted to and then being able to communicate it. Right. I love when, when Mercury and Venus come together, especially if Mercury is about to station retrograde, right? You know, there is this Mercury might have a a message for Venus here, uh, And it's a it's a great time to be able to talk through things in partnerships or just in social settings or friends or talk through things with yourself. Right. Because there is that that rapport and that ability to intellectually work together in a way that supports union and supports coming together, even when there might be elements that are independent driven because of Venus being in Mars's sign. So it's not not all like, oh, yeah, we're together with this. It's like, no, I feel this way and you feel this way. But let's talk this out and come to a practical solution uh, because we want to move forward. And that is what matters most. All right. So how's everyone doing out there? You feeling you feeling sad? You feeling sad season so far? You feeling that sad energy? Because we're going to get we're going to get that new moon hit. That's what's coming next. New moon, December 12th, Tuesday. 3:32 3:32 uh, p.m. So we got that new moon at 20 degrees and 40 minutes of Sagittarius. And we have, and so what is that in the square to? <clears throat> oh, it's our good old friend Neptune again. Neptune is back in the fray. And so we have a whole lunar cycle that is. So we're going from the Scorpio energy of the opposition to Uranus and this time period that is kind of awakening us and waking our our motivational energy and our mission energy, and things are turning over. uh, And we're at a point of change. And so now we're like, okay, well, we're in this transition zone. We're in this idealistic, this visionary phase, uh, but also. once again, what gets left behind and getting things left behind don't actually always have to be a very physical thing. They, they can be a very emotional thing um, in that whole Piscean word of transcendence. How do we transcend something uh, so that we can move forward with a new quest or onto the vision? So I'm doubling down on this, this transcending energy. Which can feel a little uh, blinky dog, can feel a little blinky dog, I think, (laughs) because it it, it could be some uh, some difficult awareness to work through um that we don't always have like a total grip on of like why that's difficult or why we feel the way we do because that's the thing that could be about neptune is it's a very very subversive in the sense where i don't know why i'm feeling this way or i just feel off or or some you know like what's wrong you're like i don't know but you know that something is but what is it so there can be some of that that's coming up during this time but there's also what else do we got here we got we got Mercury still, you know, cause Mercury is slowing down. So Mercury actually, Mercury is stationing retrograde on this very day. So let me just put that up. Just kind of think about it here. Mercury. So a handful of hours later, Mercury stations retrograde and it does so, um, it does so in that trine to Jupiter. So once again, I feel like there's just this intellectual space where we are tapped in. We're, we're just we're just tapped into the next thing. We are ready for the next thing. But there's so much preparation. I got to keep that. I got to hone that. hone that home is that there's a lot of preparation that needs to be done with these retrogrades. And it's on a very practical level. Like we're not going to get to April next year. Unless, in all the you know the fireworks and the, the 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 switches and the the um that true new beginning that we keep talking about we've been talking about it since like the pandemic, and then we kind of brought it in in 2021 and then we teased about it in 2022 and in 2023 and especially now with the eclipses and Aries, but 2024 and that April I feel like that that is. <laughs> That is the thing that we've been waiting for, looking for. But we're still in reorientation mode. So let's get a card for Let's get a card for this new moon action on December 12th. See what comes up. Mm. Oh, I like this, the 4 of wands. The four of wands, I always think about this card as being, it is an Aries card, um, being the card of the milestone. This is, you know, the mile marker that we w- want in life. Well, what it is that we're working for I mean, sometimes that is to get to the point of a relationship where we get married. Right. Sometimes Mary, marriage and a celebration will be in this card. Uh, sometimes it's actually like building the foundation of like a of, of a home or a business and getting it to that foundation or just a goal in general, an aspiration, getting it to that place where we can stand upon it. And so there's something about this new moon cycle that is about us getting to the next milestone and what it takes to get there, and also having the inspiration and the hope and the vision to move in that direction. <clears throat> So it seems very fortuitous, actually. Even if there are these Neptunian elements that can be confusing and involved, and Mercury's mucking it up, up over there, you know, Mercury retrograde in a in a Earth sign is always. We've been experiencing one, right? We had Vir- Mercury in Virgo retrograde uh, last time around. We had the Taurus one before that, uh, and it is. It can be really disorienting because it affects us on the physical world, right? That's like when things break down, like literal mechanics uh, and um, stuff that's just been old and just worn out and not working. It's gonna, it's gonna break down. There's parts of the society that are gonna break down here, right? You know, having Mercury move back and forth from uh, Capricorn to Sagittarius. We're coming from this place of the the cardinal earth and what's being uh, started and uh, initiated into the material realm, but how do we still reconcile with the transition of the the spirit and and the passion and the uh, just the yeah just the more not, not ethereal maybe the ethereal sides of ourselves, but we are going to have Mercury squaring. Neptune pretty much as it stations direct, but there are all these real world implications that Mercury needs to work out, whether it's like old paperwork or fixing an appliance or, you know, doing a renovation that you've been sitting on forever. This stuff is going to come up. So if something's a little rickety, not working, and that could be a literal thing, or that can be like a a work dynamic or a habit or, you know, some type of producing element it's going to break down. It's going to show you, and it's like, okay, well, how do we stay aligned with Jupiter to rework all that and then move it forward? So, so we have an interesting start to that week of the uh, December 11th because we have that new moon and then Mercury stationing. So set your calendars for that. And then what's going to happen is basically that the Sun because it's in orb with Neptune is going to move on to square this Neptune uh, energy in on the 15th and the 16th. So later that week, so this is going to be a little a way to start off a lunar cycle, right? We're just sort of in our, in our dream zone. We're in, in our, in this ethereal place. Uh, things might feel a little confusing or off, um, or just trying to figure it out. And there's that uncertainty, right? But we still have the vision. We have something to attach to. But, and there could just be diffused energies, right? So I would just be very cautious during uh, that time just because Neptune's involved, Mercury retrograde's involved. Um, I don't really have an emoji for that one. I think maybe confused dog just keeps coming up here. <laughs> I'm just going to go with that confused dog. So know that it's just going to be a very Neptunian week and there's just going to be miscommunication, things not going as planned and sit back into it, right? Just sit back into it. Because Mars is also in a trine, making the trine to Chiron now too. So once again, we're kind of getting this place where what, how can we be effective and assertive and we might be a little restless, especially when they're, you know, margin, Mars and Sagittarius has is is restless by nature. It's it's quick to move. It doesn't want to stay in places too long or or it can get irritated sort of easily um, if it's hemmed in in any way. So having things not go according as planned, sometimes that can bring up these triggers of maybe some aggression. Uh, or maybe just that, yeah, that hot headedness or irritation. But how do we how do we work with that? How do we cool it down? I think it helps that Mars is also being has Jupiter uh, in Taurus behind it, so it doesn't make it as hot, hot headed. Or if it is, it's very stubborn about it. <laughs> um, but I think that I think that definitely helps. And keep in mind too, the quality of Sagittarius season last year, right in 2022. That's when we had jupiter moving at the end of pisces and then right before sagittarius season ended it moved into uh it moved into aries and it was a totally different quality of like all right we're moving forward this big burst is going to happen i'm feeling all these things and, and there's actual movement this one is once again i wanted to state how i think how internalized i think it is and that is such a huge component to us moving forward is more of this embodiment that has to happen um, in an integration level to really be effective, uh, especially once Jupiter goes direct at the end of this year. So speaking of Jupiter, we got Mercury's second pass with Jupiter on the 18th. On that following Monday, uh, we are going to have a second trine to jupiter and so basically this is going to be happening the whole entire time like this is the second one but since the first one uh happened in december 7th it's like we have a, a good solid two weeks of just mercury trining jupiter so we are just in that headspace of uh being able to see the practicalities and the details of things, but also being able to see the forest through the trees, you know? So that is such a valuable transit, even if we are, you know, in this Mercury retrograde space. And we got to keep that in mind when Mercury retrograde is that this is the end when it stays in its retrograde, this is the end of its cycle. So it's still, it's taking all those, all that it's gathered since, um since really it, Station or it sits at Kazemi uh, with the sun when it was retrograde back in in Virgo. Uh, I can't remember quite when that was, but I believe it was in uh, early. Oh, I know exactly when that was. That was September around like September uh, 5th or 6th, maybe 7th, somewhere around then. So we're still integrating all this information, right? And and that's the beauty of it is we collect and we process and we synthesize and we get the most out of what it is we know and work with that. So it's not until actually around the solstice when the sun and Mercury are actually going to meet, I'm just going to jump ahead here to show this because it's it's an important transit. The sun and Mercury are going to meet on the solstice at zero degrees Capricorn. So this is a powerful fusion of real-world initiation in the beginning, the starting point, which is fascinating to think about because this was the area that was triggered last year with, by the square to Jupiter from um, when it was in Aries. And so here, once again, we sort of have Jupiter transferring its, its message through Mercury and then, tr- and then having this moment, this pivotal moment on the solstice. So I know that's like getting ahead of things, but w- there's such power. I think that is going to come out of this, uh, this mental power and this decisiveness um, that is going to come out of this Mercury retrograde. And so we're we're just collecting it right while it's while it's trining Jupiter there. So all right, let's see what oh. There's just a couple more things to talk about before we wrap up here. Um, and A, that's the first quarter in Pisces. Actually, I think I have it right on the day. Yes. So Neptune is back. And we are we have a push off of this lunar cycle with the first quarter moon in Pisces on December 19th. And actually, it makes me think of just to pull back real quick with Mercury retrograde and Capricorn. Buy your presents early. I think it's really funny that everybody, I don't know if everybody else has seen this, but how Black Friday has now become how many Fridays before Black Friday. Like everybody is like, how soon can we get you this sale? How, (laughs) it's so funny to me. Just jump in the gun, jump in the gun. But I think it's good to jump the gun this year because we're going to have a Mercury retrograde throughout the whole, you know, buying season and get it, you know, getting your presents getting things on time. It's going to be trying Jupiter, but that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean, you know, these are both retrograde planets, so it doesn't mean it's going to get there on time. And especially if you're a last minute shopper like this, and we got this, this first quarter in uh, Pisces on Neptune, there's just going to be a lot of, a lot of jumbling going on. Uh, So take care of your business early, I guess is what I'm saying, so that you can avoid, the retrograde antics. But once again, I feel like this first quarter is getting us back to that dreamlike energy. Um, and But it could also, it's it's a double-edged sword, but that's what mutable energy is, right? It's like a double-bodied. It's on one side is this thing and on one side is that thing. So on one side, we're like wading through pea soup and, and fog and like what is going on here, or there's some some difficulties uh and challenges to get through based on either diffused energy or miscommunication or um something falling apart uh literally or figuratively. But then there's this other part of us that is in this dreamlike space where we're pushing off of the daydream and the fantasy and we've got our rose colored glasses on. Uh so and those two can combine together or there can be two separate different worlds and we're just feeling them simultaneously. But let's get a let's get a card for first quarter in Pisces, because if you look, look at Venus in uh, Scorpio over here. What's she doing? Well, she's getting awful close to this opposition to with Uranus. And essentially that is this is leading us to the end of Sagittarius season here. So let's think about this time. Let's think about this time. First quarter in Pisces. Mm. The card no one likes to see. Well, there's a few of those, but Nine of Swords. This is the recipe for anxiety. (laughs) And when we have anxiety in life, when we have worst case scenarios run through our head. Sometimes we do have a worst case scenario, maybe something like you're like, oh, this and there was an idealism around it. And you're like, oh, no, this will probably pan out and it'll work on its own. And then all of a sudden it doesn't. And you're like, oh, well, I guess hope and faith doesn't work everything out. But if you just feel this general sense, especially with Venus getting up close to opposing Uranus and it just has that uh, just anxiety vibe or is bringing up some, you know, Neptune, we talk about grief and loss and how it can bring up uh, certain traumas that have to be worked with th- through too. just keep that in mind. So it's a, it's an interesting period of time, December 19th, give or take with that Pisces energy because Mercury is going to be also in Mercury is getting ready to sextile Saturn for the second time, which can definitely put us in a sobering headspace. Uh, And then pairing that with Venus and Uranus. And I mean, it's interesting because Uranus is in Taurus. So obviously Venus is is behind the Uranian energy, but she is in that, uh, you know, that detriment place. And so She's not necessarily playing nice as she normally would um, and Mars is still uh, it's out of the beams or it's out of combustion so that's good but I'm going to give this zone here, I'm just going to give this zone one of our our thunder so right before the solstice there can be some, some thunder zone the, the thunder zone going on Just FYI, just because things are just shaking up. Interpersonal dynamics are difficult. You know, think about like, the difficult relative that is uh, that's throwing some stick in the spoke or like changing everything up and now they're not going to show up and are they going to show up and and it's just there this back and forth and you're trying to find compassion but it's driving you nuts you know <laughs> like it's just this uh, just this tension that is taking place where you still have to come out with that mercury saturn energy to uh, be as level headed i guess um and it kind of chill about it without, but inside you're like feeling the Venus Uranus, you know, and it's a little bit rough, especially once we get to that Aries moon too, you know, that's going to spike everything up. So basically Venus is going to pose Uranus on, uh, December 20th, what during this Aries moon. So just that's, that can just be a little, a little crunchy, just FYI, it'd be a little crunchy right there in the interpersonal dynamic zone. But if you keep your head cool and you keep that Saturn realism uh, and, and you know, take it one step at a time, you're going to be just fine. So that really brings us to the end of this Sagittarius season. I hope uh, <laughs> you've stayed with me for this first time of doing it like this. Um, we always say one word for uh, one word for. Sag season and so if you if you're still with me on the chat if you have one word i'd love love to hear it what's your what's your one word my what's my one word my one word is what is my one word mm, close my eyes antsy I don't know why that came up antsy maybe because we're just eager you know sometimes we just want to move on we want to get to the next thing but when there's all these different stuff coming up <laughs> that, that that is part of it you know we start to feel antsy inside um, and so I guess that's why it's interesting word to come up but I'm going with it Planet Queen says adventure Yes, that's Sagittarius. That is Sagittarius true and true. LaRonda says create. I like that. Especially with all that Neptune energy. We are, uh, that's very potent to think about. We are in co creation mode because we don't create alone. We, We create with other people, we create with the universe. Kiki says reset. Boy, I like that. We might need to reset. Reset, <laughs> reset in the flame. I think about the phoenix um, or no, we think about. This is a very graphic way of looking at it, but <laughs> I was thinking about, you know, Buddhists like the monks that would self emoliate and set themselves on fire, which I don't recommend. Do not do that. But if we're just thinking about, and that's usually in terms of protests, but sometimes I guess what I'm just seeing is this like resetting zone That comes through the flames that sort of the flames of purification, I guess, is what I'm trying to communicate here. Lisa says, buyers beware. I think you're absolutely right about that. I think that something can look very good this season and then it shows up and you're like, what is this? It's like much crappier, like falling apart, missing a piece. I can feel like things are going to be missing a piece. Oh, lot he says recuperates. Now that's getting into the reset theme. I like that. I like that. I think these are, I know a lot of you, you're Scorpio, Scorpio rising like me, where we do need to recuperate. <laughs> Can we just get a second, please? Oh, F says evolution. Ain't that the truth? That, that is what Jupiter brings. That is what Jupiter season brings is evolution. And that looks different on many different levels, but... I'm 100% with that, that word. Those are all great words. Those are all great words. I love this. All right. So we have come to an end here. Oh, I'm so glad everyone who uh, stayed with me during this broadcast and hopefully you had a, a good time. Hope you listeners out there who are uh, listening to the podcast version of this enjoyed this or got something out of this uh, this broadcast. And if you're watching this or listening after the fact and you want to find me, you can go to energeticprinciples.com where you can, um, if you go to the bottom of my page there, you can sign up for the monthly newsletter, The Heavenly Wind, which you don't want to miss out on. There's lots chocked full of all types of good stuff. There's and you sign up for that for free. And of course I have my services page. If you would like to book an astrological consultation, and I'm also going to be adding tarot services too, because I do a lot of tarot and it's not on there, you know, but this, you are getting to the end of the year and this is a great time to do like a year ahead, uh, consult, or if you just want to look at things in the next three months, there's consults for that too, but feel free to book something or reach out. If you have any questions about that, I would love to connect with you. And so if you are watching this on YouTube and you had a good time and you're not already subscribed, you know, hit the like, the subscribe button, comment down below, share what your one word is, share what you think is going to happen during Sagittarius season. We'd love to have you in the chat. Uh, What else? What else? If you're listening to this on podcast uh, form, especially on Apple podcasts, leave a review, let people know what you think. Hopefully it's good what you think, but it helps myself um, and the guests that come on be seen. And speaking of guests, I'll be back again with a um, shoe shoe. Yap is going to join me for the Capricorn season forecast. And then, of course, I've got Gray Crawford coming back for the year ahead for the 2024, uh, yearly forecast, which is always exciting. So I think I am going to, um, I'd love to do some more of these broadcasts, but I think I'm not, I'm going to do them in a different form, like a shorter form, or maybe we can talk about just the week or talk about specialized transits. Cause I think that would be fun. Um, and a good way to connect and just pop on. So if that's something you're interested in, let me know in the chat or in the feed or in the comments. um, And I will uh, consider doing more of those because this definitely was fun. So, all right, everyone. Well, thank you so much uh, for tuning in and staying with me. I wish you the best during Sagittarius season. Get your adventure on, get your recuperation on, your reset on. And if you feel antsy, just take a deep breath and bring it back. Bring it back to center. All right, everyone, we'll have a fabulous, sad season. And as always, may the stars be with you.